0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the...
1: So, we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, good to oh. be back, Kame Z.
0: Recording once more together in this lovely, sunny studio today. Uh, i would be life... funny if
1: when this comes out, it's like, very good. Yeah,
0: because our recording date isn't the same as our publishing dates, no. but today is beautiful. It's a lovely day. I was thinking maybe we should go to the lake afterwards. So let's drop everything by. <laughs> it's a little out there as an idea, but it's worth thinking about. Anyway, um, welcome back if you're new here. We are two entertainers, kind of a little bit out of work currently due to the pandemic and the fact that um, the one thing that's currently banned in bars is live events, which is kind of funny. <sighs> that you can go for a beer indoors now, but you, you can't sit through something. So we are still out of work. We're doing our own thing. And we talk about all things entertainment and art here on this podcast. Do you Have think... you moved your, your microphone? That's like ages away.
1: To be fair, you're loud enough, to be fair. You're always loud. I'm Latina. Of course I am loud. <laughs> um, I was wondering, do you think... Are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to keep doing the Born in Quarantine podcast? If, you know, everything goes well and COVID is under control. I'm not going to say eradicated because let's be honest.
0: I don't know. I that's a good question. I mean, does anyone want to hear us continue talking about random stuff, guys? You should probably let us know. Because if <laughs> if, uh, if you don't, then we probably maybe we'll stop. Who knows? I don't know. I quite dun, enjoy dun, doing dun. it. I quite enjoy doing these podcasts. May I'm, and like I enjoy the fact that there's no real pressure on them. We just kind of sit down and chat and throw in some music at the beginning and the end and call it a podcast. <laughs> And sometimes we have great podcasts, and sometimes we have really shitty podcasts, and we kind of don't. Tr- we try not to care about it too much. Now, this, this well, the reason this is significant because I feel like you listening at home might be like, "Oh my god, why would you like not care about something?" It's because we obviously working in the arts, you put a lot of. I think you probably overthink everything too much, because you want it to be a certain level for your your people, and it's quite refreshing to be able to just produce something and put it out in the world and get
1: better as you do it. I guess it's it's a low production effort like it's not highly produced no uh, highly produced content which i also don't know whether we work
0: if in highly produced formats you and i i feel like there's something about live performers which are like they're kind of almost difficult to have
1: highly produced i i think we could but i think you would require um, an enormously bigger I don't think that's even the right English, but like a, a much bigger budget. <laughs> I think we'd need a team. You like, need a thing. team. You'd I need think
0: f- whenever you're doing everything yourself, it's all like, consuming. Uh, yeah. Whereas when, when you you know, you have a team doing all of this stuff and all you have to do is perform, then yeah, then I think then well, it becomes not just down performing. to you.
1: It's also concept creation, right? That's also Well no,
0: that... I think you wouldn't necessarily be doing the concept creation if you were If it's highly produced? Yeah. No. So you, but you then you're to be just an actor
1: like, you're just an actor in that case Yeah. It'll here perform. we're
0: actors and producers and everything but anyway I find it quite enjoyable to do but I don't know whether it's interesting to listen to I mean we know it's not It's not quality like information it's just maybe it's something that people enjoy listening to while they cook or while they go for a run or something although it's they... so irritating when we when, if they're out for a run and all we're talking about is muffins do you imagine yeah. how annoying that would be well, that
1: would motivate you to finish the run
0: <laughs> At a cafe,
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah, I don't know, or or while you're glazing your pottery. Also, could we
0: continue <clears throat> calling it the boredom? This so smooth. <laughs> uh, can we continue calling it boredom and quarantine podcast? If 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 we're no longer in quarantine, is yeah, that that's okay? the
1: thing. I mean, can you even? I it, it's there's still restrictions. So I'm gonna say as long as there's some form of restrictions, I'm gonna call it quarantine, right? Um. What? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, no, no. That's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm still say it's it's valid but if life went back to normal could we I call totally it the
0: normal. boredom in quarantine i mean technically it started in quarantine and we were bored but then would
1: we have to add that at the beginning it's like we were bored during the COVID
0: 2020 quarantine. quarantine yeah
1: and we started this and it just kept going and it's more or into... maybe it doesn't
0: matter maybe people just would, would be like you know how try to think of a name that makes no sense if like you i'm pretty have...
1: sure our title makes no sense it's so ridiculously long it's like it goes against every marketing strategy it goes into everything we
0: do as well but that was also half the funny part that was what was funny to us was like it was like a
1: rebellion to ourselves it
0: was a bit yeah wasn't it It, 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 that's definitely what it was it was the first time we were producing something just for us you know just for us i mean we're launching something quite big in the next coming weeks which is also just like just us i'm trying to describe this i'm not describing it very well but you know like we do we've produced a lot of uh, shows which is you know really it, it, its intention is to showcase those amazing performers that we have around us around us or to to work on concepts or whatever um but it's nothing it's just about us performing yeah you know, that's a very different yeah. style um and this was this was that it was just us two having a chance to in this case sit down and chat um, yeah. which is less performance but more
1: have banter and, and see where our weird, jumpy brains. <coughs> my brain. Um, g- where they go. Yeah, exactly. It does make you realize also how being quarantined... Like, being... Rec- well, not so long ago, we had our first, like, little mini improv session with the mini-mini troupe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Champagne and Bingo. And, uh, which is basically just one other person besides M&Me, uh, Sam, if you're listening to us. Uh, and... Um, and my brain just felt like it was like after, after the the you know the one hour hour and a half of a session we had, my brain was just like duh, 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 duh. like it was just stimulated in different ways. Yeah. It hadn't been stimulated for the last year and a half. And you could it, you felt like wow. a buzz, yeah, a buzz. And just I was,
0: from like a simple like training in someone's house kind of thing, yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy.
1: Also, like socializing physic in the same room with the same per- the person you're talking to you know, not just the same screen that you always look at whether you're socializing watching Netflix or working um it, it was really ah, i was just nice it felt like oh my brain is capable of more and it it gave me hope for okay you know the coming year the new season um <laughs> you know fingers crossed that everything goes ahead goes ahead um so it's but you do realize how being stuck at home, even if you do have social contact with people through the screen, it's not the same. Like your brain's not being stimulated the same way as as it is when you are physically in the same room with people.
0: Well, I think it's kind of an interesting point as a whole, because if you think about it, it's a bit like the problem you have with, you know, not being exposed to people with different opinions. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, whether it be for the argument of, um, you know, anti-vaxxers surrounding themselves by people who are also anti-vaxxer or, you know, something as simple as growing up with the same friends um, for years on end and and never experiencing another culture or someone who's not like you or someone who doesn't know you.
1: Catches you by surprise, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it does. I think it does catch you by surprise. I think it can be unpleasant at first when that had become the norm that this, you know, that you were always stimulated, you know, your partner will never do that for you. Like, you know, they are part of you almost, you know, you're, you're a unit. So to find that kind of same stimulation from somewhere else is, is, uh, it's hard. And I think that's what you, you find with like the, when you finally meet up again with people, it's like, Oh wow. These are topics I would never have thought of talking about. Yeah.
1: Um, cause sometimes even you know, I think we all have the conversation with of like, oh, what are you watching on Netflix now? And, you know, you start talking about a certain series. And stuff. But then you even start seeing how different people kind of appreciate different things from like maybe the same thing that you've watched. Uh, but, you know, because yeah. each have a different life experience, they'll pay attention to different things or they'll appreciate different things and have different discussion points. and And that's really refreshing. Yeah. Um. Even if at times it can be challenging and completely contradictory or against your beliefs, um. But it's still stimulating and and that's that's refreshing. And having that that like the different
0: the different beliefs is so important because I think otherwise you we like don't they, be you don't vanilla. think about your opinions. No, you just feel them, which is not the right way to do it. Like you need to be challenged. I think that's a, otherwise, yeah. What's the point?
1: Yeah, and I think usually when you go to university, I think that is a place where you. Do get challenged a lot. It's one of, I think it is a very formative time where you meet people of very different backgrounds or, you know, that might challenge your belief system. And that will make you kind of, okay, let me look at my belief system and see what I feel is, what do you keep, what you don't keep, basically. Yeah. For X, Y reason, you know, you, you kind of go through that inventory. And I do wonder if, if it is an experience that we need to have repeatedly, maybe every decade because be i challenged? feel like yeah to be ch- even more but it because the thing is when you go to university you're you like, like a big fully big immer-
0: yeah like a big challenge like one that you have to really like like properly overcome like yeah, yeah.
1: where you basically take an it takes stock of all your beliefs mm-hmm. or, or a big chunk of them because i think you can't even be aware of all the beliefs you have um and kind of you know co- educate yourself and kind of go like okay are these do these beliefs make sense still uh where do they come from where you know was it did i get them because my mom believed in this and i never challenged it or was never challenged um because sometimes we have opinions on things as well um that are not necessarily fact-based um they are maybe socially based because your friends think that um and to give yourself the space and time to think about it critically like is this still true Mm. Uh, should i still be you know should i be afraid of this group of people like does this make sense in what context does it make sense uh, to give yourself that chance to to reflect a bit i think we because even i think personally even if i have gone through university um i can see you know but this was a while back i can still i can see myself falling back into the 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 rut of getting stuck in your own beliefs yeah. And like, and how hard it is. I see it with my parents. Like, how hard it is to put yourself again in a situation where you will be challenged. Because we will avoid it. We don't want to be uncomfortable.
0: I think also I don't know what it is that creates stubbornness, or creates that certainty we have about our opinions. Um, it's so easy to feel passionately about things without actually being educated in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as as the last five years has shown us. Yeah, because like you know, I feel like it's just I think it's people's fear of of being wrong or proven wrong or I don't know what it's what it is that people get kind of so uptight about being challenged. Um, I don't know whether it's a desire to 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 be the smarter one or a desire to. To not, I to not have to change your beliefs or, you know, I don't know what it is that, that causes it. I mean, I also do it. Like, you always argue for your own, th- your own opinion more, but I try to be as open as I can. Yeah. And or
1: at least listen.
0: Listen. And then, you know, also be like, okay, where do I, where does my own information come from? Yeah. And if I can't remember where my own information came from, then maybe I shouldn't be trusting it as much as <laughs> I do. Yeah. But then also remembering that they also may not remember where their own information comes from. And but then it might mean?
1: trigger you to take a moment, maybe do a little bit of research. Um, and Or ask people, talk about it. Um, but to kind of get into this mode of openness. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to take in all the information I can. And then kind of digest it and then formulate my new opinion, basically. Um, but I, we need to be in a state of openness where we are absorbing stuff oh, yes, so that we willing. can process it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think a lot of the times, you know, you kind of made, you've come down to a certain opinion, and you're like, okay, well, I don't need to rethink this again for a while because I'm certain that probably when I did the, I generated this opinion, there was some facts and stuff that were. Surrounding the creation of the opinion, but not always sometimes they, they're formulated when we're really young or because of our, our social circles um, but to, to to allow ourselves space and time to to reflect
0: yeah hmm. I don't know what what would you need quite a big trigger I think to to reevaluate all your you know some of your major opinions each time.
1: I think that that's hard to come by. Yeah, I would like to, you know, I wouldn't want to have to wait for a big traumatic experience to make that. No, it wouldn't be ideal. No.
0: I don't know how you could do it, maybe just of your own volition. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that's where reading books helps. Yeah. I think it's... Because for that... I think especially with non-fiction... um, because you know this is from the point of view of the author, you, you know it's it's not you're not being forced to to change your opinion. You are choosing to read it, so you're already ah, voluntarily reading yeah. it. Yeah. But while you're reading it, you're fully immersed in this person's worldview.
0: That's very true, and right? you you are likely to ch- you're pretty much more likely to change your your opinions during reading a book because it's a new piece of information than that you you've are- chosen to read through. Exactly, you're
1: not being force-fed, which I think when you're having dialogues, when you're having chats with friends, you might be feeling like somebody's trying to force information. I feel like on a you. lot of
0: people feel this. I don't think it's fair. The idea that that's you know, that yeah, you... I, I don't
1: think it's necessarily real, uh, true. Yeah, just, but that's how you feel.
0: Yeah, I think the, the, the book is a good one, but I, I think that's when you do. I think as an adult, at least, if you are if you are reading, I think, and the thing like about books is that they have they have people to check the. This the information inside, yeah. Um, which is something that you can't say for headlines that you spotted on Facebook somewhere. Yeah,
1: no, definitely not. Um, so, so, it is good to have good quality content that you read or absorb. <laughs> I think that helps. Um, with reflection and and formulating opinions.
0: Yeah, because depending on, I I think also it's it's harder. Like if you were to read a nonfiction kind of educational book, something like Guns, Germs, and Steel, or um. Yeah. A history of nearly everything. You know, they're they're nice books, but they're not ones that are necessarily terribly easy to read. There's a lot of information. Um, there's a lot, like to try and retain it. Whereas I that's find... a lot
1: of facts. That's like a ton of but facts. That's my point. Yeah. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Okay. That's my point. So going? like, you know, you've got you've got these books with like a lot of information, like that is meant to be a more absorbable way than, for example, just studying something or reading a textbook. Um, but then you have the other spectrum, which is kind of uh, autobiographies or uh, life stories um, or, or even uh, like anthologies of stories from, from real people uh, that, um, that really do give you a glimpse into someone's life and that you see it through another person's eyes. like you, yeah. The idea of walking a mile in someone's shoes kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you do because you are completely immersed in their point of view. And they give you a bit of the background of how these views kind of came into, like the lens that you're seeing everything. And I think it because you read at your own pace and you you, you tend to find yourself kind of reflecting on whatever you've read, um, to, you kind of go like, oh, that's an interesting way of handling a traumatic experience, right? Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's something... That Actually, I read recently in Wired for Story um, book on explaining the science behind storytelling, why we're so attracted to stories as a method of of sharing information. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently it's because we'll hear a story, and for us it's like, oh, it's an example of of a life experience that we can learn from that I don't have to live through, but I can kind of imagine myself going through. And it gives me an idea of how I can react or I can handle it.
0: Huh. yeah it's like living vicariously
1: yeah so historically i think that's what storytelling helped so as a, as a society we'd share stories like oh well be careful because you know the line's outside or whatever so you're you're careful not to go out desk you know things like that that's de- that's not a i'm going example. very that's a terrible example yeah <laughs> but, you, but you know you it's like all these fables and stuff you, there's always a moral and there's always something but it's because we are trying to learn something from it. Always. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Which is a bit of a tangent from. You know. Opinions and stuff. Or how we formulate opinions. And how often we should challenge them. Well. Uh, I mean.
0: I don't know if it is or it isn't. Because I mean. It, it is the idea of kind of formulating your opinions. Um, what you do with them is very much your own. Is there any books you've read recently. Which are. Have. Maybe challenge an opinion that you have an example for?
1: Um, I don't know if it's challenge or give me a little, I guess, tip me over a little bit or kind of remind mm. me that I am stronger than I am. The Stepney Doorstep Society, Aye. which kind of tells stories about the women in the East End in London, which is like a poor area in London, of hardworking uh, uh, people in during the war. Yeah. Um, and you see these women who basically all their husbands have to you know have to go off to war and they're in charge of you know these six seven kid family homes in like very small apartment very hard circumstances with bombs falling on them Um, and you didn't know if your neighbor was going to be alive the next day you know it's it's a lot of uncertainty and um, seeing their reading their attitudes um kind of how the, the importance of community um the the resilience I, b- being myself a very sensitive person who needs to i need to cry when i need to cry kind of thing uh also growing up with in a family with the attitude of kind of like you well you have to toughen up because crying's not going to get you anywhere um you know it's like I, i've struggled with that those two torn i've been torn Um, but I guess reading these women's stories where they've had to, as they say, have a stiff upper lip, um, I understand why. Um, but I also understand that I'm not living then, then, and I am allowed to cry if I need to, um, and to understand how to handle it and manage and still kind of push through. Um, but to know that, you know, if necessary, I can, I can shut the valve (laughs) off uh it does have its consequences i mean you you are bottling a lot of stuff inside um and if i don't need to because the word you were looking for was valve yeah what did i say it almost sounded like vulva <laughs> yeah valve evolve. valve yeah sorry valve. Please, you shut the valve off. Shut, shut the valve off of my, my my waterworks um to kind of push through a situation you know because sometimes you just need to be level-headed you can't be emotional um because you know time constraints whatever it is uh but that it's also okay to cry when you need to to fall apart when you need to yeah um and that sometimes it's it's important to do it especially if you're someone like me that you know ha- has very strong emotions all the time um you know it gets a little exhausting trying to 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 push that down in a box um but i guess it it gave me a bit of confidence in that I can. I'm tougher as a woman than than you think you are. Than I think I am. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, I think on that on that note, a good note to end on, if you ask (laughs) me. Time to call it a day. Let us know. Was there any any books you've read? Like, how do you how do you go about trying to be open minded, formulating your opinions, and also allowing yourself to be challenged? What do you do? Let us know if you have any tips and
1: tricks. You can do so on. Uh, Instagram at DinaCorn underscore TV or you can send us an email at boredom in quarantine podcast at gmail.com And yeah, you can find us uh, every Monday, five pm Dutch time,
0: uh, on anchor.fm or any place that you listen to your usual podcasts. Uh
1: we have been So we got bored during quarantine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot a word. We've been the So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Until soon. Bye bye!